Hello and welcome to the return of the Rain and Sim Racing podcast. We've been off duty for the last few weeks. We've been coming up with some more ideas that we can present to you. Um, and today we're going to do something just a little bit different. So there are only three of us here today. So we've got myself, we've got Sam and Luke are both here. And we're going to do, well, I think it's a bit of a game really. We're going to do, we're going to discuss what our dream racing clash would be so it can be from any period in history be any horse over any distance what would your dream race be if you could create it um obviously at the minute we're still in lockdown still no racing on but i just thought we'd take the opportunity to catch up and see how everyone's getting on during this lockdown so sam what have you been up to um, my school's kept me quite busy with work, so I've been doing that kind of thing in the morning and then just reading and chilling in the garden. Not really been very busy. You've been working on plenty of articles, I hope. I have. I have. Um, Good. There's one coming very soon. <laughs> very, so, yeah, very soon. Could, could, even, could even be out before this podcast. It probably so, will be actually. Depends yeah. whether I can be bothered to write it up yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luke, what about you? What have you been up to other than all of the challenges that you've been set? Yeah, a few challenges to watch a bit of Drive to Survive on Netflix, play a bit the Xbox with a few friends, and as well as Sam's schoolwork each day gets sent over, so I have to do that as well in the mornings. Yeah, I've been mixing between Netflix, um, Disney Plus. <laughs> no, I think I'm where I've got um, my horse. I've been going to obviously muck her out in the morning, um, bring her in from the field in the evening. Um, I've been coming up with ideas for podcasts, and I'm now doing an online course as well in journalism so hopefully spending my time wisely um but yeah i think we'll keep them busy i hope and not too bored yet <laughs> although as i said definitely definitely looking forward to the return of racing hopefully before too long um but of course all very up in the air at the moment and first and foremost we've got to do what is best for everyone else so shall we get started with our our little game that we've got i think um be a good time to go into that so what i want to know is which two horses or three or four would you want to see race against each other if you could like if it were possible to bring any horse back who would you want to see so sam we'll start with you what would be your dream racing um i suppose kind of like what we saw in the virtual legends race for the national um the other week with red rum and tiger roll um who would win out of the two of those maybe off equal weights um and just see who really is best out of the two of them because there's a lot of debate about which one of them um, would win if they were put up against each other. So that'd be interesting to see. 
So would you have that run at um, Aintree over the Grand National? Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think (laughs) that would be a really good class, actually. I think equally um, to see who the fans would side with as well, because they're two really famous people horses. Um, no, I think I think that's a really good that's a really good clash. Um, who do you think would win? Oh, um, I don't know. I think if you were to run it, it on the national course of Red Rum's day, Red Rum would win. But then I suppose Tiger Roll's used to the modern day fences. I don't know. I'd probably say Red Rum. Luke, who do you think would win that one? Oh. I'd go with Tiger Roll just because I'm a big fan of his, but no real strong reasoning. See, I'd go with Red Rum because, yeah, it's Red Rum. I think that's the kind of race that all logic is thrown out the window. Like, you'd just go with your favourite because they're just two really, really popular horses. So, good choice, Sam. Well done. Um, Luke, what about you? Which horses would you want to see race against each other as you could? Um, I'd go with uh, See the Stairs and Frankel over 10 furlongs. It doesn't matter really where it is. They could go Leopardstown, Takura, or any track in England. Like, I think that would be one of the best clashes you've ever seen. It's just a pity they're in different eras, really. And who'd win that one? I'd go with See the Stairs. I think he... Would you? Was, I, I think he's very underestimated by some people, like, what he achieved as a three-year-old, and even I know he lost first time out, but even still, I think he was a bit underestimated compared to some of the rest, just because he didn't win first time out, and he wasn't unbeaten. Yeah, I think he was definitely, yeah, he was definitely the best of his generation. And actually, it's almost a shame for his connections that he came so close to Frankel's career as well, but. You know, he's kind of been forgotten, I think. But he's done really well as a sire, too, most importantly. Like, he's got a derby winner. He's got an Oaks winner. He's a really, really, like... I think he's massively underrated for what he's achieved. I know that... I see your logic there. Um, Sam, who do you think would win that clash? Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Can't say. <laughs> <laughs> See, I my choice was quite similar to yours, actually, Luke. Um, in that I, because initially I went for Frankel against um, Brigadier Gerard, but then I threw in Enable and see the stars too. But I think um, because Brigadier Gerard was, you know, he was unstoppable. He was an incredible racehorse. What he achieved winning 17 of his 18 races. He was rated the best racehorse in Britain in the 20th century. And um, he won all sorts of races. He won the Middle Park. He won the 2000 Guineas, Sussex Stakes, the Queen Elizabeth II Stakes twice, Champion Stakes, the Lockinge, Prince of Wales and the King George. Yeah, I think um, he was... I'd say he was probably the Frankel of the 20th century, Brigadier Gerard. Um, and it'd be really interesting to see actually how he would fare against the, you know, the Frankel of the 21st century. Um, but I think if you threw in Enable with the Mayor's Allowance and see the Stars as well, 
I think that's probably four of the best horses you're ever going to see on a race course. Run it over a mile and a quarter at Ascot. Yeah, that would be some clash. I don't know who'd win. I'd probably just edge towards Frankel, I think. But I don't know. I reckon, I reckon Brigadier Gerard would give him a tough race. Because, you know, let's not forget that Brigadier Gerard actually raced against the likes of Neil Reese as well, who in his own right could be considered one of the best horses of the last century. You know, so he, much like Frankel, he definitely raced against the best opposition and he proved that he was the best of them. Um, but yeah, I think I think that would be a really good class, actually. Um, but we've kind of, obviously Sam's given us um, a race for the jump. But what if you would come up with a dream clash of the sprinters? So say over six furlongs at Ascot, who would you want to race against each other, Sam? That's a difficult one. Um, I don't know. Um, did Harry Angel ever race against Batash? Because they're kind of my two favourite sprinters, I suppose. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah. Because I threw in Black Caviar for that one. Um, and Deja, Deja as well. I think it was Deja who was that really, really good sprinter in the 1990s. Um but like you could have the like displayed power, like you know, lethal force. Who else? Muhara. Forgotten about him. He was really, really good. Um, Luke, do you have any picks for this sprint race? Definitely throwing Black Caviar and maybe Society Rock, who's just behind Black Caviar that day. Okay. Um, who else be thrown? Maybe Lady Aurelia. She mightn't stretch out to six. Um, you d- decent sprinters of late, like there was the three year old last year, 10 sovereigns. I know he didn't go on to do much after winning the July Cup, but that was still a great performance to win. And I don't think we ever seen the best of him. We've had the likes of Caravaggio, Harry Angel. The sprint division has been good of late, and there'd be a good field if they all came together at once. Yeah, I, I'd say we've probably we've been really lucky with sprinters the last few years. I mean, it's quite. I quite like the sprint races in that often you do see the see the same faces show up against each other, but you do get these really good clashes. Like I'll never forget that Commonwealth Cup when Caravaggio won, and he just like it was about half a length between each of them between him, Blue Point, and Harry Angel. And look at how the form of that race turned out. That was a really good clash. Um, but yeah, I think it's quite tricky to say who would win that as well, actually, between like these sprinters of the past. Because yeah, I just I I don't think it's as clear who the winner would be. Right, do any of you think there's a particular standout in that? I think one of the good things about the sprint division is um that it's obviously over such short a distance, you often have big fields, so if a horse doesn't have a clear passage for a split second, it can be the difference between winning and losing. So that's why you see kind of no horse really completely dominates all the sprint races 
like the grade group one sprint races that you get so I suppose it'd be whoever had the clearest passage on the day and whoever had that turn of foot that put the others into the placings I suppose yeah I think having a clear passage is definitely important unless your name is oh he doesn't care does he (laughs) (laughs) yeah he he, that was just unforgettable course um what about the stayers actually if you were to run maybe I don't know two and a quarter miles around Ascot I've said Ascot a lot but I feel like it's quite a good track to kind of have in mind with these classes um so I was thinking like the likes of Yates, Stradivarius, Double Trigger, Persian Punch but then you could bring in these Australian horses as well these Melbourne Cup winners of the past like even the like far lap you know who um in their own right is a real legend um yeah Luke are there any stayers that would you'd want to see race against each other I know Order of St George may seem like a bit of a rogue at times but when he put it all together he had great talent but I think Yates would have to stand out to win the four Asuka Go Cups just Asuka he came alive there's no horse to really go with him there. Maybe to clash with him, you could have a big orange. Maybe to now, Kew Gardens and Stradivarius, like coming this season, it will have a few of their clashes. And what a thriller they came up with in the Long Distance Cup on Champions Day last year. I think that's definitely one of the things I'm most looking forward to seeing this summer. When Hopefully when we get racing resumed again is seeing the rematch of Stradivarius and Kew Gardens. Because I love how all of last season we were thinking, right, we really need a stayer to put it up to Stradivarius and show, like give him a real challenge. And for the final kind of staying race of the season, to get that and to have him beaten, but only beaten so narrowly in a real head-bobbing battle up the straight, I think that was just, it was one of the races of the season last year. So I'd love to see a rematch of those two. I think you're absolutely right, Luke. I think Yates would be the standout. Um, anyway, would he be stopped around Ascot? <laughs> Probably not. Um, what about if you were to have a dream Cheltenham Gold Cup? Okay, who would you want to see race against each other? Now? I suppose you'd have... Um... Denman, Corte Star, um, Q card you want thrown in there. Um, Albion Photo, nice one too. Best Mate, um, Native River. Um, there's so many horses really that you'd want for that because it's obviously a race of such a, a long history. Then you could have a lot of the older like horses from the uh, last century, I suppose, and you could really you could make a really good field, I think, with that and. It's just a shame a lot of the good horses never got to race against each other because it'd be interesting to see how they all stacked up. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to throw two names into your selections there. I'm going to throw in Golden yeah. Miller and Arkel because I think that would be such a good race to see those two race against each other. I'm sure if we asked any of the avid Arkel fans, they would have no doubt that he would absolutely thrash Golden Miller. But, you know, we'll never know. We'll never know. But it's nice to think about what what the turnout would be. 
but Luke what about a race like the champion hurdle what would you your kind of dream field be for that you'd have to have a few JP's good horses of late you'd have Suverdare Esport Dallin Istabrak there's a pity about Esport Dallin dying after winning but who else would you you'd probably throw in Faheen and Hurricane Fly as well and Jeski because that was a great era of two mile hurd Irish two mile hurdlers there when you had Jeski Hurricane Fly Air Connor I'd say a few good horses there that have been more recent times. Yeah, and there was an era, like there was an era in the was it the nineteen seventies or nineteen eighties, but when um you had the likes of um who was it. Monkfield, Sea Pigeon, Night Nurse. You'd want to see those three line up, I think. Even um, Bueller as well. Because, you know, I think it'd just be really, really... Like, these clashes between the... Kind of the traditional, like, the older generation and these more modern horses. I mean, you know, it'd be amazing to see something like that. And, Sam, you mentioned earlier about the Virtual Grand National. But maybe if they could create you know those races for like the champion hurdle and for the gold cup to kind of compare the chasers and the hurdlers of the modern era to the past it'd be really interesting to see you know what the difference is like are they were they better back then or is it just like a completely different breed of thoroughbred now because they tend to be quite a bit quicker don't they but then we still do see these old-fashioned chasers thrown in um yeah, I think that might possibly be something that um, we can have a think about. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. So we've spoken a lot today about these great horses, you know, these great champions that we're all going to remember very fondly. But I wanted to ask the both of you, what is the most important attribute that a horse must have to be considered great? what are they going to be remembered for down the year? You know, what's going to get them to win? Like, you know, figuratively speaking, what would get them to win a clash of the champions like the ones we've come up with today? Sam, what do you think? Is most um, I suppose having the right attitude um, because you get some horses that when they're put into a battle, they kind of back off. You need to have a horse that's willing, that's going to, that's going to try their hardest. And... Um, and that's what all the champions seem to do. They, because uh, that's how you win a race. I'd agree with you there. Um, I think for me, the mo- what makes the horse most memorable is if they can beat their opposition easily, travel easily in a race, and then quick and clear after. So, Frankel's winning the Dubmont International comes to mind straight away. The way he just cruised past and St Nicholas Abbey like a really really good horse um, and even even Kingman in the St James's Palace State the way that he quickened that day away from Night of Thunder to kind of reverse to reverse that 2000 guineas form but I think that performance was just absolutely unforgettable the turn of foot that he had was just amazing and I think I'll remember that for a very long time um 
you know, it's only going to take one memorable performance to remember a horse for a very long time like that. Um, but Luke, what would be your key attribute that you want to see from a great uh, Consistency would be a big thing. Like, the horse won't gain a following or like be a superstar if they're not consistently doing it the whole time. And also beating the best of the best around. So, like, it would be a bit controversial here, but Winks, like, she wasn't beating the best of the best. And that would probably play against her when people are talking about her in years to come, the attitude towards the Australian racing. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, I think Winks is going to be remembered as much for that consistency as anything else. I think um, that was probably her key attribute. And then obviously the tennis foot as well. Um, but no, I think I think that's a, that's a good one, actually. Um, but I think that's everything we wanted to cover today. It's um, only a short little podcast for you, but um, we hope you've enjoyed it. And, well, we want to know on Twitter, we want to know what would be your dream racing clash. Who are the horses that you would have wanted to have seen race against each other if it were possible? If we had a time machine and we could go and bring them back from the past and see them race in the modern day, who would our listeners want to see race against each other? Let us know. We'll put a um, question up for you on our Twitter account at Rainerton Racing. But from all of us here, that is it. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you'll tune in again next time for our next podcast.